Glory to God. Welcome to Joy. For those of you joining us online, thank you for uh, being a part of this service too. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, we talk about folks being online and stuff. We're glad that you are here. If you can ever be here, be here. That's preferred. Um, but it's kind of interesting because last month, uh, I run some stats and things. We had, we had people viewing our services from 12 different states across the country last month. Just last month. Yeah, which is weird. Amen. Give them a hand. Now, what I'm hoping really is that's just like 12 of you who were like all over the country during the summertime. Anyway, if it's not, hallelujah, God bless you. We're glad you're here. I'm Pastor John. I'm one of the associates here at Joy Christian Center, and uh, Pastor Brian, our senior pastor, is in week, I think, six of eight weeks of sabbatical, and I'm praying for him all the time. I hope you are, too. He's blessed. He's renewed. Actually, they can't stay away. Shelly was at softball the other night. She said, I, I got to get my fix. So she's there still around. Uh, I don't know where Pastor Brian is today, but hopefully he's just being refreshed and renewed. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, uh, if, if today is your first day with us or you weren't here last week, we are in part two of a series we're calling DNA, and uh, last week uh, we kicked it off, and kind of what it is is a little bit of a behind-the-scenes, um, not a behind-the-scenes look necessarily, but a, a behind-the-scenes understanding of some of the things that are in us, that, that we talk about as staff, we, we pray about um, things that happen uh, throughout a week even, uh, a lot of times the, the things that you're going to hear last week, this week, and the next couple of weeks are, are part of our uh, being and so that's why we called this series DNA. And last week, Pastor Tommy kicked it off with a really good look at kind of what what goes into a Sunday and why we do Sundays the way we do them. And um, our our primary purpose on a Sunday is to help people know God. And um, I thought he did an excellent job of sharing with you how that works. And he used a verse you heard it read a little bit of it during the worship. Uh, but the verse uh, comes out of Colossians, but part of it says, let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Wouldn't that be great if that was true for all our houses? Let the word of Christ have the run of the house. Now, he talked about that, and um, certainly there's a, a primary message within the word of Jesus Christ. And uh, to give you just a quick capsulation of that, the good news of Jesus Christ is that he came to earth. As a man, God came as a man. He had a purpose and a plan, and that purpose was to destroy the work of the devil. Because the enemy and sin had come into our hearts, into human hearts, and, and broken that, that relationship that God had intended. And Jesus Christ came, willingly, sent by the Father, and he gave his life. He shed his blood. He died for you and me. Why? So that we could be rescued and ransomed. Now... The good news is, he didn't stay dead. Three days later, he kicked that tomb open. The Spirit of God came in, whoosh, alive. Now, he was seen on earth. I've been studying that quite a bit lately. He's been, he was seen on earth for quite some time, and I talked about it last time I preached about his appearing to the disciples and what that was and what that wasn't and how disciples were processing that. He left. He's now seated at the right hand of God, and we're going to be with him one day. That's the, that's the good news. So primarily, that's the message of Christ, and that's it. Is there more, Pastor Doug? That's it. Do I have to believe something? You just got to believe that. So that's the word of Christ. Now, also, we want the word of God to teach us, and that's what we do on Sundays. We want you to know God. And he talked about the intentionality that we, the purposes that we do. We do a lot of things no one would ever know as far as trying to help Sunday. Help what? Help you. Do what? Know God. Now, he also talked about the part that you play in that. 
and how critical that is. Because you can come here, there can be two people sitting side by side. One is completely transformed by the Spirit of God. Because when a child of God looks into the Word of God, he's changed by the Spirit of God into the image of God for the glory of God. So one can be completely changed and the other not. Why? Because one comes ready to receive what God has and one doesn't. And that's your part. That's not my part. Okay? I can't do that for you. You've got to be intentional about that. And then he shared some testimonies, and, and I thought this was awesome because, you know, it's one thing to say we want you to know God, but knowing God is, is, has a reason behind it. Because ultimately, we want to go out and we want to be a light. We want to let the glory of God shine through us into our world. And he shared some awesome testimonies with you. I'm going to share a couple quick ones. My wife this week reminded me of one. She came home, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I met a woman. I was getting my nails done. Imagine that. Um, she'll be in second service. Her nails are awesome, by the way, just so you know. They are. They should be. Ah, just kidding. No, they're awesome. But anyway, while she's, while she's doing her nails, a woman is in there, and it turns out this woman has cancer. And she, in a sense, has been told she's going to die. And I'm, you know, I'm going to start. My wife says, John, I just wanted to pray with her. So I did. I asked her if I could pray with her. And, you know, I was just touched by that. I was like, wow. And she's like, people in there were just staring at me. I said, that's good, honey. That's awesome. Now, um, I told, her, I told her these words after she shared that because I can never let just things be, which is part of my problem. But I heard another testimony a couple weeks earlier, and I want to share a part of it with you. But in order to do so, i got to share kind of not all of it because I can't. Um, it's, it's Carolyn Pogachnik's um, testimony, so if you want to know more, ask her. But she had shared with me a couple weeks ago. She was um, at Penny's. She was, I'm going to do this abridged version. So she was at Penny's. She was buying some superhero costume shirts and stuff because the kinder church is doing a superhero theme for a while for our kids. And she was over there and she was buying that. And she went to the line and the lady literally told her, I don't have time for you. How do you think that makes you feel? So she said, man, I was frustrated. So I took my kids. When the worker tells me I don't have time for you, she goes to another line. And the line, there was people there. So she was like, oh, I'm just going to go upstairs. And then the Spirit of God told her, slow down, slow down, have patience. So she said she stopped, and she, she went into this line. And um, as she stood in this line, uh, the lady there had a, had a stroller, and she had her kids with her. And a long story short, this lady ended up saying, hey, I, I just lost a child. And Carolyn's standing there, and she's kind of blown back, and she's like, the lady offered that. Now, I'm not, using, I'm not telling you this to use that story because I'm telling you right now, God gets the glory. And she said that even at the end of her testimony. I called Carolyn and said, can I talk about this? But she began to minister to this woman standing in a line at J.C. Penney. And one of the first things she said, and this is the words that I thought was powerful because you can all use this because I'm going to use this. Because sometimes we think we don't know what to say. And she gave the lady a hug. She told her, I love you. I'm a mother. God loves you. And then she asked her this question, do you follow Jesus? And I was just taken back ever since I heard those, three, those words. Do you follow Jesus? Four words. Because in that moment, the Holy Spirit asked her to ask that question. And the reality is, think about that question. I don't care who you're talking to, that's not threatening. Absolutely not. Do you follow Jesus? Now this woman said, yes, I do. So she began to minister to her in a whole different level. And she began to encourage her. And she even said to me, Pastor John, it's so unique because I'm trained as a social worker. So I felt like I could, you know, do some of those things, which it, it'll come in later when I talk about that. Because, you know, she, she was shaped for that, if you will. And she ministered to this woman. Now, 
that woman, she went home later after just encouraging this woman and praying with her, just talking with her and telling her about the Lord and her encouraging her. And she left and she went home and looked up and that baby's service was like three hours from that moment happening later that day. Uh, you just talk about God's timing and God's purpose, right? God, God wants to use us where we are with what we've got. And um, now she shared something later that I thought was cool. Uh, she said, um, I was getting super, this was, she called this God winking at her. I call it God smiling at her and letting her know I got this, okay? She was there to buy superhero shirts. When she looked up the baby's, the words about the baby passing, it said, this baby was daddy's super baby. And Carolyn said, I, I just, I just, God just was just telling me, I got this. So folks, God's got this. God's got this. And, and, and our desire is, yes, that you know God, but there's more to, you can't stop there. See, we're not, we're not supposed to be dams or lakes. We are supposed to be rivers. The Bible says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So this thing we know and this thing we have, if you do, it's meant to flow from you and out of you. And Pastor Tommy, at the end of that message, he said something, and I was like, that's where I'm going next week. And I already knew I was going to talk about a certain thing. But when he said this, he said, one of people's greatest questions is, who am I? Who am I? People want to know, who am I? What do I exist for? And I was thinking about it. I was like praying the other day for you and praying for this message. I'm like, Lord, I can't tell anybody who they are in 36 minutes. <laughs> I'm talking to God that way. You should try it. But people struggle with who am I? And Tommy said something that I think is key. And he said, knowing God is key because you won't know who you are till you start with God. Start with I am. When you start with the I am, who you are will begin to take shape. And, and I want to talk to you today about purpose a little bit. Um, actually, um, purpose, the definition. I actually Googled the definition of purpose. The reason for which something is done or created or or for which something exists. That's not very deep. It's like the reason something's here. So when you start thinking about your purpose, and you start thinking about what am I here for, why am I here, just remember there was a creator, and he made this thing, whatever it is. You know, I'm going to show you a thing. Just put up this first thing. You see this thing? All right. Well, here's the deal. So the other day, I happened to be helping a woman. She said, hey, can you help me hang this big, you know, and it wasn't, it was like, it was kind of intimidating. Can you help me hang this clock? Oh, that's a beautiful clock. Yes, it was given to my husband on his retirement. Would you hang it? I'm like, I don't know if I want that responsibility. But I, my heart is always to serve, so I was like, sure, I'll help you. Um, I, don't, I had a drill. You know, can't use a drill. So she runs to the kitchen, and she comes back with this. Now, younger John, he's all over it. I'm telling you, I would have grabbed that meat tenderizer, and I would have been like, boom, boom, boom. Now, I don't know what would have went wrong in the process. Something, actually, man, talk about things going wrong. Pastor Tommy talked about distractions. In the name of Jesus, you might be distracted today. Let it go. God's got a purpose for you to be here. Because distractions come in all shapes and sizes. Before service today, we're worshiping God. We do run-throughs, and I'm getting ready. I thought I'd have a drink of water. I opened up all down my shirt water. I came out just to do the run-through on the slides. They're like, Pastor John in the booth. Kelly, Pastor John, what's all over your shirt? Distractions, right? Listen, don't get distracted. I would have been all over that thing, man, that meat tenderizer. I would have tried to, but I didn't. I said, you know, I've been around a long time now. I didn't tell her that, but I'm thinking, I've been around a long time now. Using the right tool for the right job. 
I said, actually, here's what's happened. I didn't just go get a hammer. I called my wife. This was true story. Hey, babe. Yeah. Hey, she knew I was doing this other job for a reason and it didn't involve a hammer. I said, hey, babe. Yeah. Hey, where's the hammer? What do you need a hammer for? <laughs> Jesus. Just, just trust me for a second, honey. Anyway, so I get the hammer. I go upstairs, put it in, boot, perfect. Now. I think it was that night or the next evening, I'm sitting and I'm enjoying my favorite television show, and I hear, and I look back at my wife, and I'm like, what? stop, and she's pounding it, and, she, and I'm like, please, and the first time she didn't say nothing, now I turn around, and I say, hey, 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 and she's like, I'm sorry, I got to do this, she was using that thing right there for what it was intended for. <laughs> now that's okay. Now that's 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 funny, right? Let me show you something. When when you use something for the reason it was intended, put up that next slide. That's what she was making. Oh, I got news for you. Thank God for meat tenderizers. <laughs> right? Because they have a purpose. Now I wouldn't know. You know. Put me in a kitchen, but I know what they produced. Here's the thing. If we don't understand the purpose of something, we will misuse it or abuse it. We will miss the opportunity to see it operate in the perfect way at the perfect time. I want you to hear that again. If we don't understand our purpose of, or something's purpose, we will misuse it or abuse it. Or, and I think this is more important, we won't recognize and see it used in a way that it comes to fruition, in a full way. Because, man, thank God for that chicken. That chicken wasn't wasted. Thank you, God, for meat tenderizers. She rolled that chicken up, put some stuff in there. Mm. Now, I say that to you, and here's the deal. When we're talking about hammers and nails and meat tenderizers pounding in nails, that's funny. But when we're talking about my life, that ain't funny. It ain't funny at all. Because people get misused and abused. Or they misuse and abuse their lives in a way that's hurtful to them and to others. And yet, that wasn't the original intent. That wasn't the original design. If you really want to find out the purpose of something... You're best going to find out by asking the creator or the designer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some things that may seem like they're kind of elementary, but I believe that we haven't got it yet. Because I believe when we get this, when we understand this, it transforms our life and it transforms lives of people around us. Because there is an intent there is a purpose. You were made for a reason. You were created with something very specific in mind. And I'm going to talk about some of what that is today. And God is not hiding it. God is not playing a game with us. God fully exposes some of those purpose and intents in his word. And then he teaches us others as we go along this life following Jesus. He teaches us more. The enemy, though... He came, listen, you have an enemy. He came to do three things, to steal, kill, and destroy. Period. 
He can't create anything. He didn't make anything. He's not the giver of life. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. What? Yes. Honestly, anything good, anything God, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his primary purpose. He walks about as a roaring lion, the Bible says, seeking whom he may devour. Why does he have to seek? Because he's got to find you first. Then he's looking for people who are isolated. Then he's looking for people who are ignorant. And then if he can do that thing and he can get his works in being done, he can steal. He can steal what? Destiny. He can steal lots of things. He can steal purpose. He can kill things. And he can destroy things. But aren't you glad Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil? Now, the devil primarily uses deception. Deception. If you're here today, the enemy is working hard to deceive you. And one of the primary things he wants to do is just put blinders on you. Actually, the Bible talks about how, and, and there's a scripture in, um, it's in Corinthians, and it says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want you to hear this because this is real. And you're going to meet people today when you leave here at the restaurant. And, and you meet people, and sometimes we're fighting against the wrong thing. We're not supposed to fight against people. We're fighting against principalities and powers and darkness. And we have the ultimate win. Why? Because Jesus already destroyed the work of the devil. But when we meet people, we got to understand something. They are blinded by the enemy. They're not blinded by themselves. They're blinded by the enemy. And if the enemy can blind you to the fact that you were created with a purpose and intention, he's already winning. If you don't believe that God made you and created you with purpose and design, if you don't believe that, he's already winning. He has blinded them. Now, you can pray for them. You can speak truth to them. You can do all kinds of things to let the light of the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ be known. That's what we're here to do. But don't lose sight of the fact that the devil just wants to blind people, period. He wants to distract you. He wants to get you interested in other things. You know, the devil, he, he, he's, he's fully content if all you do is spend 14 hours a day on Facebook. He's content. Seriously. He, he's okay if all you do is game, but guys, for nine hours a day. He's happy. Why? Because you're distracted. You're blinded. You don't understand. He uses distraction. He uses deception. He uses all kinds of lies to do what? To keep you away from purpose and intent. He knows if you ever discover what you're here for, your life will be transformed and the life of other people around you will be transformed. He knows that. See, because the reality is this. When we start talking about purpose, I want to tell you something. We have been created in the image of of God. I want to say that. We've been stamped, actually, with the image of God. When God made humans, he said, let us make man in our image. Oh, man. The devil. The devil. You know what the devil got cast out of hell for? Somebody tell me. Shout it out. Or he got cast out of heaven, excuse me. He pride. He said, I want to be like God. Think about this. He got, he got like lightning, Jesus said. I, fall, I saw him fall from the heavens to nothingness. Like lightning. Why? Because of pride. Because he wanted to be like God. And then God says, hey, I got an idea. Let us make man to be like us. Woo! Think that didn't make the devil mad? 
So the very thing he got tossed out of heaven for and sent to an eternal darkness in hell, that's the thing God says, let us make little us. That's who you are. See, monkeys and gorillas and giraffes and ants and bees, they're wonderful, but they aren't stamped with the image of God like you and me are. We're a whole nother kind of crazy. No, I'm serious. Like, we got to get this. God didn't make a bunch of drones. God created man and women in his image. Oh, some of you just got it. (laughs) Serious. Some of you just got free right there. Why? Because you just begin to understand I'm created in the image of God. I am who he says I am. Man, change your world. Change your life. Change the life of people around you. Why? Because you are created in the image of God. Can I tell you that's why every human being has value? I want to say that again because some of us need to hear it loudly. Every human being has value. Why? Because God made us all. Some just haven't gotten it yet. That what? That there's a problem. And we need a fix. And that fix already came. He did all the heavy lifting. All I got to do is the easy stuff. Believe. Purpose. Intention. God made you for a reason. He created you in his image. Let us make man in our image. There's a scripture that talks about how God made us. He planted eternity in our hearts. Listen to this. God put eternity in the heart of every human being. Why is that important? Because when I want to talk to you about your life and your being and your purpose and why are you here It is important that you understand you were created with eternity in your heart. Because if you don't know that, you are living a short-sighted life. You ever met someone and you just said, they're going to regret that tomorrow? (laughs) Every day you probably see somebody and you think, they're going to regret that tomorrow. You know? Why? Because they're living life short-sighted. You know, sometimes our kids, they do things. Want to tell a story there? I can't. <laughs> no, like, I, I'm learning as a father to go, that's nice. <laughs> it's hard. Because sometimes, just like us, our kids are living so short-sighted that they're missing it. Well, if you're not careful, you will live your life that way, and I don't want to see you waste another moment of your life. Why? Because you are going to live forever. The only question now is where? Serious stuff. Life and death. Jesus Christ came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I have come, he said, so that you might have life. Oh, that's good news. Somebody who's a Christian say amen. Amen. God kind of life inside of me now. I got purpose, and I'm not going to live short-sighted. Why? Because I'm going to be around forever. (laughs) I'm going to be around forever. For a few years, I get to live here. (laughs) And see you, and you, and you, 
Here's the thing. Now I've got to tell you some reasons you were created. You were created for God's pleasure. You were created for God's pleasure. You, 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 you were created for what? God's pleasure. Now, I was thinking about this and I was praying and I was like, God, that seems weird. No, no, I was. I was like, God, that seems weird. I was made for your pleasure. I'm just telling you how I process God. God, I was made for your pleasure. And he says, listen to what he said, because if you think about that weirdly, it's wrong. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. I take great pleasure in you, John. Mm! Thank you, Daddy God. Well, I got news for you. You were made for God's pleasure. And here's how I want to say it. God takes great pleasure in you, brother. Ooh, God looks down, and he sees you, and he takes great pleasure in you. This will change. Here's the thing. I was like, God, this seems so simple. And once again, the Holy Spirit's like, yup. <laughs> you were made to bring God pleasure. Now, here's the awesomeness about that. Do you know why, what God wants to do for you? He wants to be a pleasure to you. See, this is the reason the relationship that was destroyed by sin and death had to be reinstated. Because God wants you to take pleasure in him, and he wants to take pleasure in you. And he doesn't want to do that on Sunday from 9 to 9.58. He wants to do that on Wednesday and Thursday and Tuesday and Sunday and Saturday. And yes, even on Sunday from 9 to 10. What does he want to do? Yes, he wants to take pleasure in you, and he wants you to take pleasure in him. 24-7, 365, this is why he made you. Don't know why you thought you were here, but you were created for God's pleasure. You and I, we were created. Why? So my God could take pleasure in me, and I could take pleasure in him. Yep. Pleasure. Seems so simple. Listen to this scripture in Psalm 149.4 in the Passion. It says, God enjoys his faithful lovers. He adorns the humble with his beauty, and he loves to give them the victory. Oh, I like verses like that. Because if you've been taught that God is angry, I'm here to tell you, lie. God is not angry at you. God sent his son to die for you. God wants you to live a life in him where he takes pleasure in you and you in him. God wants this thing to be an everyday movement type thing. How many of you love your wives? Ooh, you're in trouble. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, you know what? We complicate it because we understand that in earthly relationships, that's a, that's a moving thing. If you don't know that, go read Song of Solomon. It'll change your life. But that's a moving, living, breathing thing. And it comes with nuances and ups and downs and ins and outs. But at the end of the day, you love her. And you hope she loves you. Can I tell you something? That's what our walk with God is supposed to be like. And he takes pleasure in that. Man, if you think God is some lost up there, far away thing, you have been deceived. He is the right now, right here, God. Ever present to change us, to see us become what he wants us to be. Here's one. 
Live your life. Listen. Live your life. Write this down. If you got an old pen, write this down. Live your life in a way that God makes God smile. Oh, 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 I don't know what to do, Pastor John, about this or that. And I don't know about this. And I don't know. You know, I have a, I have a bad habit that I'm breaking. My mom used to do this. My mom's gone. She's with Jesus today. But my mom used to do this, and I found myself, and maybe it's age, because I'm 26 now. <laughs> she used to say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. She'd be talking to herself. And I found myself saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And, and I literally was like, I got to stop saying that. I got to stop saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know to myself. Maybe I'm the only one who talks to myself. You, you know what to do. Here's what you do. You do the thing that's going to make God smile. Oh, that seems so simple. Yep. You know what? You got two choices, and, and one of them is going to make God smile, and one won't. God's not complicated. <laughs> Takes lots of human men and women to mess that up. You do the thing that makes God smile, you'll be all right. How do I know if it makes him smile? If it makes you smile, it makes him smile. But I want to go fishing. Go ahead. He likes that. Unless God told you, thou shalt not fish. <laughs> Which I would go into my prayer closet and make sure it was him. <laughs> no, I'm not. We, we laugh. We joke. Listen, what is making? See your father. I said this the other day in a totally different context. And maybe I said it from the pulpit even. I believe Jesus smiles and laughs a lot more than we think he does. And I think God looks down on your life. Forget all the, all the noise and the distractions. You just wake up today and make God smile. Tell, you know what I put, brighten someone else's day. That makes God smile. Do the right thing. That makes God smile. Doing the wrong thing doesn't make God smile. Don't do that. This is deep, Pastor John. Talking to you about your purpose and your intent. You need to live a life that has eternity built into it. And you need to understand your God, your daddy God, he loves you. He's looking down on you and he's smiling and he loves you. And just enjoy that. And make him smile a few times today on purpose. Sometimes we make him laugh. That's okay too, I think. You know, we're not perfect. We were never meant to be perfect. I was teaching a young person the other day. God gave the law. God gave the law. Yeah, God gave the law. He gave the law because this world was all messed up and it needed laws. But there's another reason he gave the law, and here's what it is. He gave the law to man so they can understand they can't keep it. God's crazy that way. He said, I'm going to give you all these lists of regulations so you can see you can't keep these anyway. Tell a child not to touch the paint because it's wet. Tell them. Human heart, man. Human heart. Got issues. <laughs> Jesus came to fix it. God gave us law. Now, is the law bad? Paul said, by no means. But the law cannot give you life. Life only comes from Jesus. So if you're stuck in a religious law-keeping life, I'm here to tell you today, Jesus came to fulfill the law. He did it on Calvary's cross. It is finished. Now enjoy your life. Really? Yeah. Because your, your daddy loves you. 
He created you with real purpose in mind. We say around here, the best days of your life are the day you were born and the day you discover why. Now, I added something. I added born again. (laughs) I believe this. The best day of your life, the best two days are the day you were born. Because here's the thing. You couldn't be born again lest you was born. Complicated again, I know. (laughs) But the day you were born again and then the day you figure out why, those are the two best days of your life. It's time for you to step into the reality that God created you with a purpose and with intention. Quit letting the enemy distract you. Quit believing the lies. Just embrace the simple truth that you were created for his pleasure. He loves you. And you love him if you choose to. And you can take pleasure in him if you choose to. Start living that kind of life. The other thing is God has shaped you. God has shaped you. Listen to me. This is, these two things I'm going to share with you are important. God has shaped you. Everything about your past, every experience. Sometimes we are here and we are hurting because we've been the nail and the meat cleaver's been hammering on us called life. And it's messed us up. It's bent us. It's got us out of shape. And sometimes we're walking in life and we're hurting and we're lost and we're not sure. But I got news for you. If you will take that kind of a life and you will give it to Jesus Christ... He will take it and use it for good and glory. And you know what? You don't have to pretend that you weren't a bent nail. I was a bent nail too. Matter of fact, I thought I wasn't even a nail no more. I was just a hunk of something. I screwed this up pretty good, Daddy. And he said, let me have it. God said, let me have it. And watch what I can do. Oh. I, I met a guy the other day. He doesn't come to church here, so I'm not trying to break any trust. His marriage is falling apart. And all I could do, all I could do was encourage him to get around other believers. I'm talking about real relationship with other Christians. I'm not talking about phony things. I'm talking about real stuff where we talk about real life. And I told him, and I prophesied this over him. Listen to me. I said to you, you might be hurting right now, but if you will let God work, I'm telling you, you will meet men 10 years from now whose marriages are falling apart, and God will use you to speak to that person if you let him. If you let him. And when you let him, he smiles. He loves it. He shaped you, folks. But here's the other thing. God has gifted you. I want everybody in here to shout amen. Amen. God has gifted you. Oh, I do a class. We talk about gifts. And here's the thing about these gifts. I got news. We do three things. I got to write this down. This is important. We misunderstand the gifts of God. We complicate the gifts of God. Or we don't believe that God has gifted us. I think religion has screwed this up more than anything. Because if you've got a prophetic gift inside of you, if God put a prophetic gift inside of you, here's the deal. That gift, all it does is point people to God and truth. And you can't, it's like the prophet. I can't shut up. I keep telling people about truth. Well, you've got a prophetic gift. Start using it. Where? Yes. On what day? Yes. At Coburn's, use your gift. At work, use your gift. Oh, we're going to give you chances at church to use your gift. We're going to give you chances at church to develop your gift, to let God develop that gift in you. But you have been gifted by God. And you don't believe it? That don't make it not true. 
That means the devil has you blinded, living in ignorance, so you don't live a life of destiny and purpose. Because you've been shaped for God's glory and this life. I don't care what you've been through. God will use it. You've been gifted by God. Can I tell you something? Well, Pastor John, I've screwed up so many times. I've screwed up. I've been a Christian. I've screwed up. Here's what God said about his gifts. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, For God's gift and his call can never be withdrawn. <laughs> God will not take that gift away. If you're sitting here, it's still in you, and God will use it. For his pleasure, for his glory, ultimately, yes. For eternity, yes. Oh, it's time, folks. It's time we understand why we're here. You've been made with intention. The designer, he's got this. We used to say, God doesn't make mistakes. No, God doesn't make mistakes, but we do. But God's a fixer. And God will take it when you're ready. If today's the day or tomorrow's the day, there's two resources I'm going to point you to before I pray. There's an image of them. Actually, there's a book in the bookstore. I only have six copies. And it says, what on earth am I here for? Change your life if you let it. Change your life. I got six copies in the bookstore. There's more. You get them online. The other thing is Growth Track. We harp about Growth Track all the time. I got news for you. If you go to Growth Track or don't, that's between you and your father, God. Do I want you to go to Growth Track? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Why? Because we touch on these things in there. We talk about step three next week, I do. It's called discover your purpose. Is it the end game? No, it's a beginning. And then step four, we talk about, you know, the dream team and using that gift and operation. Actually, next week, next week, put up that image of those fish. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about God working in us till we're all moving rhythmically together. And I don't know why, but when I hear that term, till we're all moving rhythmically together, the body of Christ, I see fish. You ever seen fish? They just go, woof, 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 as a group, woof, woof, woof. And I was like, God, that is awesome. And I think God wants his spirit flowing in us so much so that as a body, we're just doing that. So next week, I'm going to move around like this. <laughs> Jesus loves you. I'm going to pray for you, okay? I'm going to pray for you. Each one of you today, I'm going to pray for you. If you need to follow Jesus and you don't, follow him. Start following him today. All you got to do is tell him, God, I believe. I believe everything Jesus did. I don't understand it all, but I believe it. If you do that, you'll be saved. That's it. I'm going to pray for you, though. I'm going to pray that you begin to discover why. Why? What the purpose is beyond even the things I was able to touch on in 36 minutes or 40 minutes today. God's got a purpose. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your love. God, there's not one person in here that you haven't chosen, that you didn't send your son Jesus to die for. But God, then that means every single person in here has a purpose, an intentionality about their lives. And God, if they haven't been living that, I pray that today these simple truths that you've allowed me to preach would bring revelation into their hearts and lives, that they would begin to just simply live a life that pleases you. Father, when they miss the mark, they'll be quick to get up and turn to you. They'll be quick to say, Father, I failed. But God, I thank you that you never leave them, you never forsake them, and from this day forward, they'll begin to live out a life of purpose. And that, Father, it's not just gonna be for their life, but you'll bless them, you'll give them victories, just like your word showed us. But God, you're gonna use them to touch the lives of people around them who are lost and dying in this world, Father God, because they don't know you. So God, as Joy Christian Center, we thank you for creating us, but we thank you also, Lord, 
for showing us why we're here. We thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen, amen.